Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Spot Callers. I am your host, Justin, with Cyrus. It's been a while, Cyrus. <laughs> a, a, a while is an understatement. You've been AWOL for two months. <laughs> uh, damn. Can't carry this shit. It's hard. <laughs> hey, man, come on. But uh, I had fun. Uh, I had fun with everybody uh, that's been on the show recently. Uh, MJ, that was the first time we ever recorded. We had a whole bunch of fun, and now we're doing the uh, the war what report. Is it? Yeah, we're doing the war report now, and that, uh, that's a lot of fun too. Even though the shows kind of uh, are kind of eh from time to time, yeah. but <laughs> this show is very eh. Yeah, know? the show that uh, the the show that. You know, we watched today. It's actually an audible call. Like, a couple weeks ago, we were supposed to do an IWA show. We'll push that back. Uh, I was like, let's do some, let's do a Halloween show and just drop it on Halloween this month. Yeah. And uh, you know, I just I was like, pick a Halloween havoc. You know, that is the Halloween themed show. Uh, mm-hmm. Cyrus he did a fucking coin flip. He did a coin flip for this. All show. right. So it was between Halloween Havoc. 1991 versus 1993. I did a coin flip. 91 was my pick. 91 was yes. Okay, yes. 91 was your pick. I did a coin flip, and it it was on 1993. I thought, you know, 1993 looks kind of fun because you know uh, the 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 silly main event, and then you know it had it also had like less matches on the card, so I thought you know it might go by faster. And boy, was I wrong. Mm <laughs> but hey man, it the finishes shaky, but the wrestling from match to match is okay. Solid. It was solid. There was a couple yes. of, it was it just felt like on this show everyone wasn't trying to put in the second gear, if you will. And oh, absolutely it not. left or not even the second gear, the third gear, and if you know it it was you know I don't know. It, 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 it's, it's, it's a hard watch. It, it can be a hard watch. It can be a hard watch. Yeah. But uh, we, we uh, got through it. I finished it uh, yeah. literally this morning. What, <laughs> what a took, war, What a bad way to start your morning. <clears throat> took me two sittings. Uh, I started it last night. Finished it this morning. Um, you know, it, it was it was quite interesting. It was quite an interesting watch, uh, especially with all this wrestling going on right now. I, I've been a part of it. I've been watching it. It has been a very crazy month of the of October for me, Cyrus. I have to say. Yeah, you, uh, you did the thing with Two K, and yeah. then you went to the uh, the press conference in Vegas. Yes. Um. You, no. The uh. You also did the NXT thing, but that's also with Two K. Yeah. Well, no, NXT was with Wally. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. you uh, yeah. So you did three things WWE related, um, yeah. <clears throat> and then. You know, back to life and, you know, uh, doing work stuff and doing the A-show. I've been tasked with doing the NXT and AEW show. And I'm also... Uh, you guys are doing a great job. You guys are doing yeah, job. and currently in the middle of midterm. So, you know, I'm trying to, like, squeeze... I'm squeezing in watches of NXT when I should be doing that for AEW. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, AEW is a, is a show. I feel like AEW. This, this is probably like a, this is a take I should have saved for the war report. But like I feel like that show would be best at the hour the NXT was. I feel like NXT was ready for the two hours. AEW mm-hmm. isn't quite. AEW isn't quite ready for two hours yet to me. It just feels like they had, they they struggle to find things to like fill in the show with. Yes, that that is certainly true. You can listen to the war report and all my thoughts. So I'm gonna be kind of brief with it. I just think. Uh, AEW down the line might be, you know, it's going to be really shaky because they're kind of top loading uh, uh, a lot the of TV. their shows currently. Yeah, the yeah. TV, they're, and, they're dropping a lot of big matches on TV. Yeah, and also with AEW Dark, which they're having like matches that should be on the main show, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I just think a lot of it is just being like structured like poorly, and I'm very worried about their future. Uh, come, you know, by February, and not just like the future of the company, like the the TV, right? You mean like yeah, TV? yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think they're going to be uh, there for a while. It's just you know, a lot of like the uh, 
you know, kind of lower card talent, not to be disrespectful or anything, but you know, you, you're people that, you know, we're not fairly used to like, you know, your Jimmy Havocs, your Sonny Kiss, your Penelope Fords, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Especially since they're not being on the show now, it's going to be hard to like get used to them when people like the elite are super established and they're off TV. Yeah. Or if one of them gets injured, it's spooky Ooh. because then they, have to, they have to make somebody and yeah, yeah. they're not, they're not making anybody right now. They made Darby Allen, but Darby Allen hasn't been on the show for a while now. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, we're days away from Halloween. Uh, it's getting spooky out here. How, how does Halloween go in Miami? Sorry. So what, what is, what's uh, like? you are minding your own business and then somebody texts you, Hey, are you going? And then it's a <laughs> Instagram flyer of a Halloween costume party. Um, that literally happened to me this Wednesday. Um, so I will be going to a party, um, the day after Halloween. Okay, yeah, <laughs> everyone does that because they this this time Halloween falls on a Thursday. Yeah, and so people will probably be partying this week and next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I already decided my Halloween outfit. I don't know if I'm gonna go too extreme with it yet with buying a wig and the mask, but I wanted to be mankind. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> um, I already got the belt. I already got the white shirt and I already got the pants. I don't know if I'm going to get the Hannibal Lecter mask in the wig though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's uh last year you were you were uh, I was attempting to be Velveteen Dream. Yeah, you were But in- then I end up being New Jack. <laughs> <laughs> you were Velveteen New Jack. That's what you were last year. <laughs> Velveteen Jack. Um it, it, got, it got a lot of eyes. It was fun. I I love Halloween um season. I just feel like I don't like the dressing up part. Wow. Right? Like, like I, watched, I, I, watched, I watched all these movies, right? The whole month. I watched all these movies. And then at the end, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to dress up. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, his, that's unacceptable. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's you, like I have all got, these ideas. You got to put the outfit together, bro. Um, even if it's like wrestling related or um, couple related, like you saw Eric's uh, Eric from uh, Late Fees, like that outfit was amazing. It was, but I mean, you got to be game for it. And me, me and my girl are like very, very like back and forth. Like I, I feel like we would both overthink it, and and she's like very much like the like more um, organized than I am. So like she would, we, <laughs> would definitely, we would butt heads. You you heard us argue yes. about this. Just like it's the silliest shit. <laughs> that is us but, literally all day. Nah, like I like Halloween a lot before I wasn't too high on it. And, you know, I don't do the trick-or-treating thing. But like watching this show and, you know, Halloween as an adult, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. And it fun. I think a lot of wrestling shows should like do more Halloween themed things. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's why we're <laughs> that's a great segue. Into uh, into Halloween Havoc, nineteen ninety three. Cyrus, uh, your choice. This is your fault. Uh, if you if you guys want to watch this show, of course it is on the WWE Network. I also think I saw it on YouTube as well. The full show. Ooh, <laughs> no. made the block hot for whoever uploaded that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I mean, who's gonna take that down? Come on, who's gonna take that down? Uh, this shows a, it's it's a weird show. It takes place in New Orleans, Louisiana, and boy, do you mm-hmm. hear it! Uh, there were six yeah. thousand people in attendance at the Lakefront Arena. Um, the tagline of this was "Spin the wheel, make the deal." Uh, which I, I didn't know what it meant until like the segment happened, mm-hmm. and it, it it was weird because they they spin the wheel for a stipulation for the main event, which we'll get into later. But the amount of pyro that they're oh, using okay. as we're gonna get to that. <laughs> we're gonna get to that because this show has is very expensive to be in such a small arena. It yeah. is, it's so crazy. Um, of course, this show is is is, is main evented by Vader versus Cactus Jack. Um, the intro to this show, like this, sh- if you want to talk about expensive. Think about how yeah. expensive it is to watch this. I, I think Tony Schiavone actually had a rewatch of this on what happened when with Conrad Thompson talking about oh. how he um, how they filmed this. I believe it was it was this show. 
with uh, Tony Schiavone basically being in a haunted house. Uh, you have this really long, cold open with the kids, and they're all dressed up. My question was, like, why don't they do this anymore? Right? Like, I was watching this whole thing. It's, like, super cheesy, super, like, you know, old. But I thought it was, like, super entertaining. Yeah. You know? Especially, you know, everybody loves the um, the Firefly Fun House. Yeah. You know? So, like, I think, you know, wrestling promotions should, like, even though it might be too expensive, but, like, little vignettes like this nah, is really funny. It's not too expensive anymore, Cyrus. Especially not for, like, WWE. You know, like it's oh, not yeah. too expensive for them. It's not too expensive for them to do this on any given show just to give it some personality. My only thing is, and you already know, if they ever did this, people, would, they'd hate on it. I'm 100% sure they would hate it. <laughs> you know, everybody is entitled to their own opinion, and that's fine. But I will, like, I will die laughing if I saw this on, like, Survivor Series or, you know, if there was, like, a random pay-per-view um in October, well, like if, um, if you know any promotion did something like this, yeah. Well, WCW did this a lot, especially like mm-hmm. Bash at the Beach. They had like the Beach Blast stuff with like staying and all that stuff. They yeah. actually all of their intros were really elaborate and really really dope. It kind of like and this one kind of reminds me of like Stranger Things with uh Tony, oh, yeah. you know, being he's turning into a monster and the kids like opening the door and then going into the actual show. I thought it was really well done and really kind of set the tone, even though the show didn't really kind of like match up to that. <laughs> but um, one of the things I had in my notes was why do these kids go into Tony Giovanni's house? You're never supposed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> why they go with, yeah. Like where's your parents when you're trick or treating? <laughs> trick or treating safety is a number one thing. Please accompany your kids, please. <laughs> please. Uh, we opened the show with Eric Bischoff dressed as general Custer looking like ridiculous as hell. Uh, I, the, the timing I've of this never, also, the timing of seeing him right now also. Yes, yeah. Um, also, like, I, this is probably, like, probably the only WCW pay-per-view I watched in full, mm-hmm. and I've never seen Eric Bischoff look this young. Oh, yeah. So it was, like, yeah. super, it was just like, wow, like, <laughs> You were a jackass for real. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was very much like the young, like lean looking guy that he was like, I and mean, you look at it, look at everyone that was on the show. He was very different yeah. from everybody else that was on that show. Like, yeah, everybody else is huge, bulky dudes. Or no, I mean, not just even just the announcers. Like he was younger than, oh, yeah. than all of them. He was younger than Shivani, uh, younger than Jesse the Body Ventura, like all of them. Like he just looked as far as personnel goes, like he was like the young face, young fresh face on WCW, yeah. uh, their their production roster. Um Jesse the Body Ventura says a line that I cannot believe they even kept in this show. <laughs> do, you, do you remember what this line was? No, but I wanted to say that I think he like he's hilarious on commentary sometimes. Oh, he makes a joke about uh about Missy Hyatt being an escort. And I said, Oh my god. <laughs> what the hell is going on with him? But he says uh his his costume is the gyne- the the only gynecologist uh in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I okay, I now I did think that was funny because you know, I've never heard any like type stuff like that on a wrestling show, you know? Yeah. Like even uh even when we were watching Joey Janela Spring Break 2 and like, you know, they were like wasted on commentary. But like they didn't say no, nothing like this. Oh no, not not at all. Uh they were a lot less uh a lot less good than this too. Um oh, yeah. our first match it's a it's a it's a six man tag between Harlem Heat and the Equalizer versus the Shockmaster Ice Train and Charlie Norris. I'm gonna let you guess which one on that babyface team is Charlie Norris, and 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 which one is a Native American. <laughs> hey man, I saw that outfit. I was just like, this is not okay. He is not. He is not fine. And mind you, the Shockmaster is uh, minus the mask. Uh, this is after the Shockmaster did his his uh, spirited debut on WCW, and he was right back down to the undercard right after that. <laughs> Uh, he looks like a. He looks like you ever seen the episode of Martin when the plumber uh, passes yes. out of his house. He looks like that. Yes, <laughs> he uh, he's dressed as a plumber. Looks very similar to Larry the Cable Guy. This is the first Shockmaster match I've ever seen. So I was just like, man, what if he's good? 
he's doing some things in this match. I don't know what they are, but he's doing some things. He, uh, he, he he's like War Raiders light. Yeah. <laughs> he's Shut just, up. he's trying. No, he's not. He's like War Raiders like on Nintendo. Like he's like War Raiders right now. Uh this is interesting to note that Booker Booker T and Stevie Ray are going as Kane and Cole still. This is before yeah. their name change. Uh, I think their name change happens about a year from now uh, before they, they get into the Booker T. Stevie Ray gimmick. Um, holy shit at these cast of characters. So you have Harlem Heat, two black guys from Harlem who are not really from Harlem. You have the Equalizer, a white dude. No clue <laughs> what is Equalizing. I, I'm just confused on like what happened on WCW TV that led to this tag nothing. team. Like no. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing left to this at all. Uh, oh the Shockmaster, which, as we said, he's the aforementioned plumber. Um, Ice Train, which is a jacked to the gills black dude who it looks like he freebases HGH on his days off. <laughs> yeah. he, has, he is swole. He has no neck. And it's so crazy because, like, that was the archetype of the black wrestler at that time. Like, they had to yeah. look like that, they had to be this Adonis mandingo type character and uh then you have charlie norris who yes he is the native american one uh did not know that until they said it on commentary but wow <laughs> did not wouldn't have known that at all they, they kept yeah. saying it multiple times um this is this is a theme on the spot callers and i'm just like where is ice train today and i wanted to go on cage match shout out to cage match and find out where he is but i really didn't want to find out he died in some way oh <laughs> so no. i didn't search it up i didn't <laughs> want to get sad mid-watch i'll have you know i'll have you know that he is still alive um oh, he did <laughs> he also went under the name of mi smooth he actually returned to wcw uh, in 2000 uh under the the uh the millionaire now he was in the new blood and he was a uh, part of mm-hmm. Ernest Miller's uh, stable. After that, he was his limo driver, and uh, he retired after the uh, after the last Nitro. And he's he's oh. nobody knows where he's at now. So yeah, he's still alive. He's still, he's still alive. Okay, cool. I, I thought he might be like you know like a Jerry Lynn kind of dude where he just ended up in ROH at some point and then uh, disappeared. <laughs> absolutely not. Not with these skills. He looked like he was gassed <laughs> a second into this. Uh, but to, I, I mean, not much to say even really about the match. I was just really joking everyone here. Like I was literally dying at this babyface team of Shockmaster, Ice Train, and Charlie Norris. I sh- okay, but were they the babyface team? Because yeah, they, they were. were they were not trying to get a hot tag. They were tagging very frequently. Uh, uh, Harlem Heat never really got the chance to like section them off and you know you know do the tag team thing, and it was just like. I, I was like so confused because when I, when I usually watch tag team matches, I'm just like, who's going to get the hot tag and how hot is it going to be? And that's, you know, more or less it. And you know how good the wrestling is. And I'm just like, I'm super confused in this match. Yeah. It, what Booker was, or I'm sorry, Cole was, was, <laughs> was working his ass off in this match. He, he took a lot of the offense and took a lot of the, mm-hmm. the actual heat uh, on the other team side. He, I, it looked as though, he was really kind of shepherding what Ice Train was supposed to do. Stevie Ray gets barely yeah. any play in this match. He's barely in this match at all. Um, one thing that does happen in this match that is reoccurring, and we will mention it every single time it happens, the crowd starts chanting, whoop, there whoop, it is. There it is. <laughs> and they chant it after every high spot, after every finisher. Yeah. Um. It's very clear to see that we're firmly in the 90s here. I'll say that much. Yeah. And I was watching this show, and I was just like, they're chanting, whoop, there it is. Commentary points it out. And then I was just thinking, damn, this this so old ass shit. <laughs> well, it's funny because this song uh, dropped. The, the, the song dropped uh, that year in May of 93. It was, oh a, it was number two on the Billboard Hot 100. So that shows you just how ubiquitous it was. Um, in the world, it was ranked the second biggest song of 1993 behind Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. Oh my god, yes! So it makes a lot of sense why they were chanting this song. 
I was there. I was there. Chan Whitney Houston. <laughs> Bro, if they were if they were belting out and I, I would literally have cut this show off. Um, not much to say about this match. Uh, a lot of back and forth. Shockmaster does some really kind of weird chain wrestling that I feel as though he shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> oh, what you saying? <laughs> that man, he was just like, man, I got to really impress. Really got to get on the mid card. His big ass doing some chain wrestling, not being a powerhouse of any sort that they're building up to be on commentary. Oh, man. Insanity. Um, the baby faces win after Shockmaster pins Booker after a, like a weird bear hug thing where he falls and Booker like falls on his butt and Shockmaster falls on him and he pins him and that was it. That was that was the yeah, end of the match. I don't that's gonna be a reoccurring theme where I don't like what is this finish? <laughs> it is like all these finishes are like super silly and it, it kind of just like negates like all of the good wrestling that might happen before the finish. I almost feel like the 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 heels should have won this because the babies were like beating them up after the match ended, and that happens a lot in this show too. It's like people getting beat up after the bell rings. Now you can see why I thought that they, uh, Harlem Heat was the babyface team because <laughs> they were getting like Shockmaster was whipping everyone's ass after the match, and I just didn't really know what was going on. So yeah, uh, very strange. I gave it one star. It was it was what it was. Do I have to give this show star rating? I, I'm gonna give, I, gave, I gave everything a star. I'm, I'm not doing star ratings for this one. All right. Sleep. You're going to put sleep. I'll put NR. I'll say Cyrus's rating is NR. Yeah, no no ratings. Uh, next segment, uh, Eric Bischoff talks to Terry Taylor, uh, who's, who is going to be the second ref for the uh, Ric Flair-Robert Rude match. Not Robert Rude. Oh, my God. Rick Rude match. <laughs> too, much, too much WWE programming. I'll tell you that much. Um, the next match, Paul Orndorff with the assassin. <laughs> the assassin. Versus Ricky Dragon, the steamboat. Uh, WCW's very own dude with the mask. Uh, fat. It looks like the mask was about the literal pot. I mean, you, know, you know, like in the like biscuits, they come in. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he looked look like. Uh, he looked like Kingpin in Spider-Verse. With a yeah. mask on, he looked ridiculous. I'm and I said in my notes, "Would you believe this guy was a hitman?" <laughs> he were, yes, you <laughs> had to pick out of a lineup. Okay, you got you got Gogo thirteen. You've got uh, you've got Agent forty seven. You've got <laughs> you've got who else is a who is a prominent hitman? You've got uh, you got John Wick, and then you <laughs> then you have the assassin. Which I'll one? Pick- which one do you think is the actual hitman? I'm picking the assassin. <laughs> Joe oh. wouldn't look like a regular dude to me. <laughs> <laughs> he's ridiculous. Uh, and he actually is in another storyline. So it's actually kind of strange that he's in this match. Uh, yeah. They mentioned a lot about the assassins, what he's been doing with other people uh, in WCW at that time. But he's just kind of incognito in this Paul Orndorff match. Um I thought this was solid. It had like a lot of good yeah. arm work by Orndorff. I felt as though this was kind of like the type of match that both Orndorff and uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat excel at, where it's like it's more about uh, telling the story than it is really about all the athleticism. So when you tell that story, just like they did yeah. in this match, he's grounding Ricky for most of the match. And then when Ricky starts doing the high spots, the crowd react to it. Yeah, there's a lot of limb work going on here, a lot of good wrestling. Um there's post spots, which I wish, you know, commentary didn't like, you know, kind of like, uh, they kind of shit on it. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, this is part of the story, guys. Keep up. <laughs> no, well, Shivani uh, doesn't really know what the hell is going on anyway throughout this whole show. Yeah. That is very apparent. Uh, <laughs> he's questioning a lot of stuff that is going on. And uh, the body is kind of just telling him everything that he needs to know, which is super weird but yeah there's a lot of good limb work going on i think uh this might be one of the best matches on the show oh, it's definitely my it's definitely my second best match on the yeah, show. yeah um the finish happens when the assassin disrupts the pin after uh ricky tries to splash paul uh ricky goes at the assassin the assassin puts something in his mask headbutts ricky on the outside causing him to be counted out 
Uh, and Paul Orndorff wins by count out. What a lame finish to all of the great work that uh, yeah. was present in the first 10 minutes. And it's just like, I was enjoying a lot of this match. And then when that finish like came, it was like, it kind of just like deflated everything. And I was just like, man, I wonder when there's going to be a clean finish on the no, card. Never. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, that, had you ever seen the Ricky Steamboat and Jericho matches from a couple years ago? Oh, no. He Well, Ricky came back um, to face Jericho. <laughs> Was this after? I think this was like after it was a sort of Survivor. It was a, yeah, this was like after a Survivor Series, right? Yeah, it was. It was no, no. It was um after Mania. It was after Mania. Oh, okay. We, we had a series of matches. It was twenty ten. I, I forget which Mania that was. I want to say it was twenty six, twenty seven. Someone's gonna correct me, but uh, Jericho and Steamboat had a series of matches that were really incredible. And Ricky, at his age, still gave you this match. And I thought it was really amazing. And I know it had to be really cool for Jericho at the time. But um, seeing him is just a an amazing, you know, inc- incredible performer. And one of the best baby faces we've ever had in oh, wrestling. absolutely. He was completely yeah. over. Um, you know, when I was, like, getting back into wrestling, you know, everybody's just like, oh, you should watch this. And, you know, people being historians, like, you have to watch this, blah, blah, blah. So, like... I was just like, sure. And I watched a lot of the uh, Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat matches, which are like at the, uh, probably like around 2016 were probably some of my favorite matches ever. Yeah. Um, again, when you get a chance, check those matches out with Jericho. I, I think they're probably some of Jericho's best matches of the decade, period. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'll put them up <laughs> against any of those. Um, next up, we have Lord Steven Regal. Versus the British Bulldog for the WCW TV Championship. Uh, how do you feel about this match overall? I, I know that this is another match that had a crazy finish. We'll get to it. But how did it feel just seeing these two work? I, I think Steven Regal, uh, he he made Bulldog look like a million bucks here. Yes. This is this is my favorite match on the card. I like this match a lot. I've always been a big fan of Steven Regal. Um, you know, when I was getting back into wrestling, they're just like, oh, you always hear that. Uh, well, I always heard that the undercard of WCW was really good. Mm-hmm. So there's like a really long playlist on YouTube of all the WCW C-list matches. Yeah. And a lot of them have Steven Regal in it, <laughs> which is unfortunate. And like he he's probably like top 10 for me. I, I like I think he's fantastic. Yeah, he, he really is. And uh, you have Bulldog here with the braids. <laughs> he couldn't wear those today. They, they, oh, they, absolutely not. They would scream uh, appropriation in his ass. <laughs> why is he wear, Why is he wearing braids in the first place? I don't know, but I think he just kind of picked up. He just kind of wore the braids and he just kind of right. wore, wore I, I wonder if they were extensions. They had to be extensions, right? They were really long. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, know. shit. I don't even know how long his regular hair is. <laughs> Uh, Michael Buffer doing the announcement here probably cost WCW a pretty penny. I think they paid him like don't they oh, mention absolutely. don't they mention in Death of WCW that they they paid him like one or two million dollars just to appear every time? Yes, and then they would pay him extra to do the announcing. That's so crazy. Hey, if you have it read <laughs> Death of WCW, please read the book. It is like insanity, like start to finish. Um, this show isn't on it though, so don't worry. It's this show. The yeah. show misses that. Uh, misses the book. Um, I thought this was a great match against uh, Regal grounding Bulldog. It's another one of the. It, it kind of follows the same story as the Steamboat match, which makes me kind of wonder mm-hmm. who agented this match and who produced it, because of course it is Bulldog being down for most of the 15 minutes, and in the end doing all of the, his high spots because he only had about like five at the time, and <laughs> Regal was perfect in how they kind of. Um, put them into the match at certain points where it's like, okay, he's going to do the running power slam, but that's going to be the absolute last thing he's going to do with this match. The ref tries to count to tip two, three. It's the final three seconds. Bulldog does not make it, and this ends in a no contest contest and time limit draw. Regal retains the WCW TV championship. I really like this. I gave it three stars. Yeah, I like I like this match too. I I would give it three stars personally. Um, if I had to do ratings, I I thought um. You know, in this age of you know time limit draws coming back into popularity, <laughs> I, I I I did think it was pretty cool that he was just like, no, I really got to do something, and you know did the pile driver, and but you know he was a little too slow, which worked 
it, it, it works for the story that they were telling. I, I thought this match was cool. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Um, again, it, that list was not wrong. Steven Regal does belong in the top, the upper echelon of WCW performers, and, and this really did prove it. Um, we then get to the next segment. Vader spins the wheel to make the deal, turns up with a Texas death match. Everything here is expensive for no reason. <laughs> Why is there pyro for this? This cheap wheel <laughs> probably costs like a thousand something with all the accessories that came with it. They, Vader like comes, you know, it's, it's kind of like decorative, you know, it's Halloween themed. He spins it and just a fuck ton of pyro. <laughs> Yeah. is like spewing out as it's being like spun. It's like ridiculous. It is. I, I was thinking like, what if, um, what if the Miz TV, Miz TV segment had pyro under it? <laughs> Wait, where he used to have like a little PowerPoint and it was just like, every time he switches slides, just a ton of pyro. Yeah. Just, woo, just explodes in pyro. Like what, what if we did that for Miss TV or what, what if, uh, what was kale, the kale show? We just pyro everywhere. Oh my like, God. You know, fun, right? pyro, pyro is cool in moderation. Cause I remember when I took my mom to a wrestling show and the Dudley boys came out when they were still doing pyro. Oh no. My mom nearly died. <laughs> Poor mom. Yeah, pyro is uh, used in moderation. Also, it's like overrated as hell. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and especially in that sense. Um, next match: stunning Steve Austin versus personality vacuum Dustin Rhodes <laughs> for the WCW US title. I for I literally forget that he was the natural Dustin Rhodes. Sometimes, uh, of course, we we all love Gold Dust. This this one, this Dustin Rhodes. Not at all. Uh, early on in this match, Tony corrects himself and says four titles on the line and not three. Thanks, Tony. We're an hour into the show. <laughs> uh, I, I must have missed that. But, uh, yeah, um, Dustin comes out to a moderate amount of applause. Like, yeah. Uh, nothing it, crazy. I believe that Dusty was still booking at the time. So oh, giving – Giving, like it. giving Dustin the U.S. title, I don't think a lot of people were fans of that at that time. So I, oh, there, yeah. there definitely was a contingent that was like, okay, nepotism running wild. And, you know, in a, in a way they were right because du Dustin wasn't really as good as some of the other guys that could have had that spot. And I think a lot of people felt like that. Um, Surely wasn't. Like better than Steve uh, Steve Austin in this match, who uh, at, at the time is in the Hollywood Blondes. Yes, this is this is the first time I ever seen Stone uh, Steve Austin at like at this stage in his career. What athletic? <laughs> <laughs> well, with hair. Let's start out with that. Okay, okay, okay. Um, part of part of the Hollywood Blondes. I you know, I'm I didn't go that deep. You know, what the historians did, like, I've never seen any, like, Hollywood blonde matches or anything like that. But, yeah, him as a technical wrestler is pretty cool. I did like uh, Jesse Ventura rightfully talking about the shortcomings of, like, a tag guy trying to be a singles guy and mentioning mm -hmm. that, like, there's no support when he needs it. Like, when he gets tired, when he gets beat up, he can't tag out and take a rest. He has to do it all on his own. And I thought that yeah. was a really good commentary touch. And Jesse has a lot of these throughout the show. Um, Dustin works over the knee uh, while, while Steve tries to ground Dustin throughout the match. Um, they, they do a lot of great work here. I, I think that Steve does make Dustin look really, really great just by being yeah. just such a great shitty, like shit eating heel. Like he just does some really cool heel stuff. Uh, you want to talk about the, the finish? Uh, we got to. We got to. Talk unfortunately, I, you know, this is a really good match and. It's just like three matches in a row that are really good. It it's like it really sucks that you know they end the way that they do. Oh yeah, uh, whoop! There it is. Chant starts out uh, a little bit here too. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Austin gives Rhodes the stun gun and pins him on the ropes with his speed up. And of course, this whole time Terry Taylor, who does absolutely pretty much nothing as a special enforcer for this match on the outside. <laughs> Comes out and counts the pin because there is a ref bump. And uh, wait a minute, not this is the ref bump. This is the ref bump. 
no, no, no. Uh, uh, that's that that that's the that, that's, that's later. The, uh, that's later. That's the Ric Flair. The, 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 yeah, which sorry. is sorry. We we <laughs> this stupid came too early. But <laughs> yeah, my bad. I I got the finishes mixed up because they're pretty much the damn same. Um. So Terry Taylor counts the finish. Uh, Nick Patrick, I believe, is the one who sees Austin mm-hmm. puts feet on the ropes, restarts the match, rolls rolls Austin up. And retains the title. It's kind yes. of again deflating what we just saw by giving you such a crappy ending. I think Austin should have won that way just to continue the feud. And in like, this, that's it's, like that's like that's the whole show, and that sucks a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really really terrible that it ends that way. Uh, and then even after this, once again, Austin hits Rose with the belt after the match, and it takes it. <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, well, what's going on here? Like, he lost. I, I don't know. I give, I give this two and a half stars. I'll, I'll give it two. But <laughs> I was looking at my phone, you know, uh, at this point, because I was just like, you lost me. And then I saw, I, I glanced back again, and I saw him hit him with the phone. And then I was just like, but why? <laughs> well, the belt, you mean? Oh, yeah, uh, the belt. I was just like, why? This, is, this show's ridiculous, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's rough. <laughs> it was a rough ending there, um, but again, I thought I thought Austin looked incredible here. He, he looked really great. He was doing some really yeah. crazy stuff uh, in this match. We get a recap of uh, Two Cold Scorpio and Marcus Bagwell beating the Nasty Boys, which leads us into uh, the rematch for the tag titles: the Nasty mm-hmm. Boys versus Marco- Marcus Bagwell and Two Cold Scorpio. The crowd really loves whoop there it is during this match <laughs> they chanted the whole match and mind you they chant this a lot you know for high flying spots and stuff like that and two course Scorpio, uh, who is a high flyer so you get a lot of the whoop there it is chants um, at one point in the match, Tony calls a Russian leg sweep that Marcus Bagwell does to, uh, I believe it was Sags, a desperation air hold. <laughs> I'm glad you caught this. Because <laughs> it was in my dose as well. <laughs> desperation and, air hold. Now, you hear him on commentary on this show, and you think, man, you know, I'll give him a job in my company <laughs> for ten years. <laughs> oh my god, it was amazing. Um, there, there's a nasty boys heat site. I, I'm be honest, this match lost me. I don't like the nasty oh. boys. I think they're one of the worst teams ever, as far as like work rate. But I, th- I think as far as gimmick, they're you know as a kid I hated them too, as a gimmick. But then as you watch their matches, it's like it's a really long heat segment on uh, Bagwell that goes forever. They give you the, and I, and I know you mentioned this too, Cyrus, with all these tag matches, they give you a fake hot tag where he does get mm-hmm. the Scorpio and then they, the ref doesn't see the count, which kind of kills the hot tag there. And it's like, so we get four more minutes you of won't, this. You won't believe how sick I was. When he got the tag, Scorpio comes in, the ref goes, hey! <laughs> I'm just like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> like, took out all of the heat away from that hot tag. And that's where I kind of clocked out because, you know, I was mainly paying attention to Scorpio because he's kind of having a career revival in 2019. So I was just, I wanted to see how his old stuff was. Also, this is the second spot caller show that he's on. Yeah, He was yeah. on Heroes of Wrestling. <laughs> oh my gosh. A, lo- a lot better here than he was Heroes of Wrestling. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I-, I thought the match again, oh, let's get to the ending. Um, oh my god, Missy Hyatt, who, who's cheating throughout the whole match. I don't know why she wasn't thrown out. Um, she yeah. hands she hands uh Sags a boot after Scorpio hits the 450 on on uh on knobs. The crowd chants, Whoop, there it is. Sags hits uh Scorpio with Missy Hyatt's boot, which knocks him out. Apparently, I guess this is like a boot made out of, yeah. fucking, made out of lead. <laughs> Set his ass to God. No, he, he was out cold, allowing Knobs to pin him and them to regain the titles, I believe, two weeks after they um, had lost them. I said, what an idiotic finish here. I was like, you got the hot team and you shoot it off. You know, you shoot it right back on the Nasty Boys on pay-per-view. 
even though you had them losing on WCW Saturday night, like, was that the Papa rating? Was that like, I would love to know the, the thought process behind why they did that. I would like to know the thought process of a lot of things that went on in WCW. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I gave it two stars. Uh, I thought it was it was solid nonetheless. Um, I thought I thought that Bagwell was a man on fire here. I thought he did really well as far as taking the offense and uh, heating mm-hmm. up the, the, the nasty boys here. Uh, one. <laughs> uh, one. All right. Uh, next segment: Sid Vicious cuts what could be considered a promo, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which leads us now, to. <laughs> mind you, I I I'm only really familiar with Sid Vicious through. The Death of WCW book yeah. that talks about when he stabs Ar- Arn Henderson with scissors. So I look well, at him obviously as a psychopath. Well, I'll, I'll get to that in just a second. After this, after we after we talk about this match, I'll talk about the scissor <laughs> incident. Uh, we're actually not 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 in depth because I'm pretty sure everybody knows it. But oh, yeah, I'll talk about uh, just just one second. We have Sid Vicious versus Stink. Uh, <laughs> Sting. Stink. Um, this is to determine the franchise of WCW. I'd say neither of them. The company. Uh, Sid is working, and, and to give credit where credit is due, Sid is fucking terrible in this match. Dirt, dirt, trash. And usually he's better and more athletic than this, but Stink, Stink is trying his best. And he just can't seem to get anything out of this guy. Um... Again, Yo. extremely long. What was going on? What, what? Sting is trying so hard to like get him to work, and he and just Sid refuses. Is like, no, I'm good. No, <laughs> I'm gonna pick up a chair and hit you with it. I was like, "What the hell is going?" Then the chair shot is like, "Look at the way he holds the chair. He never he he holds that. He never did, never did a chair shot in his life. But he's he's he gives chair shots like that throughout his whole career. Every single chair shot he ever does, it looks exactly like that. Oh my it's, god, it's atrocious. Um, another bear hug here, another one. Second match. That bear hug. Oh my god, I. You best believe I started dozing off when the bear hug came. <laughs> Oh my god! I I was like, not another, not another bear hug, please, please, God, don't do this to me. Um, yeah, it was it, it's it's a, a slow paced match, especially coming off that last match. It just wasn't a good idea to give us that, you know, two times in a row. Uh, the finish here came after Colonel Parker, who escorted uh, Sid Vicious to the ring, tries to cheat, but instead fucks Sid over by grabbing his leg. And I'm like, how did you even? <laughs> How would you even confuse? How you? Because Sid Vicious has black boots. Sid's wearing green. Oh, yo, this fit. I am laughing out loud when this finish happened. It is so dumb and ridiculous. If you wanted to set up, um, if you want to set up Sid turning face, which is what this was. You don't. Mm-hmm. You could have found a better way to do it. Who who booked this? Like it was like what the listen. This this finish would be eaten alive today. It would be literally oh. be eaten alive today in any company. I'm not even saying a company. Every company that ever thinks about this never do this finish. Doesn't matter. You, you do any of the finishes except the time limit draw, and you know people would most likely just crap all over it. Yeah, it's it's definitely this finish is hilarious, and it just led to Sting giving him an O'Connor role and winning. And yeah, he just seemed there were more whoop there in his chance. (laughs) (laughs) There were more whoop there in his chance after the. I was like, yo, this isn't even the spooky show anymore. This is literally the whoop there it is the show. Yeah. Um. So Sid was being groomed to turn babyface after this. And of course, he was supposed to—he was supposed to be, I believe, somebody that was that was going to beat Vader. Um, and it just so oh, happened. Geez. Imagine that match. And it, it just so happens that the scissors incident happened, and they said, "Ha, huh, never mind." <laughs> <laughs> never um, mind. Uh, just, 
not not to go too in depth, but Sid Vicious attacked Arn Anderson in his uh, hotel room with a pair of scissors, like he's Chucky. This, <laughs> yeah, I, pure and Sid's career deserves a um, uh, it is it really deserves a, a WWE or a Uncovered or like an Andy oh documentary. Like that would be hilarious. Where is Sid now? <laughs> Oh my god, hopefully not participating in society because that meant, that's like he he stabbed them over like n- not even something major, just like a, a normal dispute that they had. Yeah, that's that's, that's terrifying. I mean, he's <laughs> he's only he's only fifty eight. Oh my god. That's crazy. I mean uh, Sid is still one of the only people that have that has main event at WrestleMania's and Starcades. Oh, that, that's a cool accolade to have. Yeah, yeah cool. I, I, I would love a documentary uh, on Sid, uh, Sid Vicious. Uh, next up, we're almost there, Cyrus. <laughs> we're almost there. Next match is Ric Flair versus Rick Rude for the WCW International World Heavyweight Championship. Try saying that five times fast. Uh, for In layman's terms, it's for the big gold belt. <laughs> that's what it's for. <laughs> like, uh, I don't, they, they stretch it out so long that I was just like, what? belt are they talking about <laughs> right it's it's crazy why did i say terry taylor was the enforcer in that last match I, i'm so crazy I, like and these matches to me literally like ran together as far as like foolish because they're all they're all the same especially with the ref stuff um yeah. R- rude won the title in japan and it, he also happens to have the longest total time at over 200 days for this belt uh more whoop there it is chance <laughs> in this match <laughs> Uh, Flair puts the figure four on Rude very early in the match, about f- about four minutes in, and the crowd starts chanting "Whoop, there it is!" yet again. Uh, you know, at this point, at this point, the "Whoop, there it is!" was the only thing that was keeping me up for the for this show because I was oh, like, this is yeah. really, really trying to see whether we're going to stick that in again. <laughs> um, this is the first Rick Rude match I've ever seen. Oh, so, I'm, so I'm so sorry. I was kind of excited. It's versus Ric Flair, who's one of my favorites. I, I love Ric Flair a lot. So I was just like, man, this match is going to be pretty cool. You know, I saw him, you know, uh, he had the robe. He showed the tights. And I was just like, oh, that's cool. You know, that's cool that Vavazine, like, does that. Because it, it actually looks pretty cool here. Like, like it doesn't look, you know, super dated with the airbrushing or anything. So I was just yeah. like, man, th- this kind of holds up really well. And then I was extremely disappointed for the rest of this match. It's just I remember when I said earlier it didn't seem like anyone got out of like second gear. Oh, you did Rick Root even start the car? I mean, Rick Flair was was working his ass off, and and it just felt this. It felt weird one because if I'm to guess, Rick is the baby face here, right? Yeah, because he's supposed to. He's, he's I supposed. Sure hope so. He goes on to face uh, Vader at Starcade this year, the, uh, later this year. So I would imagine that he was a babyface here, and uh, he's working over Rude's leg and working Rude over in like incredibly long heat segments, back and forth for a really long time. And I think this is the mm. most silent. This is the most silent I heard the crowd all night. Yeah, not not a lot of whoop. There it is for the figure four. <laughs> yeah, other than the figure four, yeah, that was the that was the loudest they got. Um, after what seems like forever, there's a ref bump, which leads to more chicanery. Uh, mm-hmm. Rude gets out brass knuckles. Uh, he hits Flair with the brass knuckles. And this time, yes, I'm going to get it correct this time. Taylor ca- <laughs> Terry Taylor counts to three, but the ref saw Nature Boy. No, I'm sorry, other way around. Ric Flair hits Rude with the brass knuckles. Taylor counts for <laughs> Flair. And then uh, he's because the ref saw Nature Boy hit him with the knuckles. The bell, the bell rings because he gets disqualified, and the match gets thrown out. You cannot believe how confused I was. I think I even I explained that. I think I even explained that confusingly. But essentially, Ric Flair was found to have used the brass knuckles by some another referee that wasn't even in the ring, and yeah. ended up getting DQ. Like, all right, imagine that finish if you didn't see the brass knuckles at first, because that was me. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they mentioned <laughs> it, so you might have just you might have just not heard Tony Schiavone proclaiming loudly that he had them. I was that de- I was definitely zoning out because this match stinks. <laughs> um, I said in my notes, finish killed this match. Holy fuck! <laughs> As the match is already being lowered into its casket, this finish lays on the dirt <laughs> quickly. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, some of the some of the worst finishes I've ever seen. On, yeah, in a while on this show, in a in a month where we got some pretty shitty finishes, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know, I, you, I really started tuning out where, uh, Jesse, the body keeps like, he keeps like ragging on Fifi. <laughs> yes. Who would, who would be uh Ric Flair's wife, uh, in the uh, later future. Just saying oh, she that is? she, uh, yeah, she would become his, uh, his wife later on in the future. Wow. I didn't know that. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I think. I think it's been uh, it was said in the Death of WCW book. That's gonna be a shameless plug this whole episode because that's my only knowledge of WCW. Really, um, Ric Flair usually like marries his uh, his valets. Oh yeah, he got married to her and uh, he got married to her last year. That's the woman he got married to. I didn't even mm-hmm. put two and two together. Wow. Okay. Um, and she is being slut shamed this whole like thing. Oh man, he 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 was in his bag, uh, his majority bag, bro. Oh, oh, for sure, for sure, bro. I it it was kind of disgusting <laughs> to hear him yeah. say a lot of this stuff. And then even more disgusting is that after the bell rings, Rude takes Fifi. <laughs> and did you notice this? Rude takes Fifi. Yes. And, and Flair took the belt, and I was just like, "What's <laughs> going on here?" Did not care about Fifi at all. Uh, oh my god! So Shivani tries to explain the Texas Death Match, but before he does that, he says it's time to spin the wheel and make the deal. Not realizing that we already did that. We already did <laughs> forty-five minutes ago. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So when I sent you the screenshot of the rules of the match, what was your first reaction? I, I closed our text. Uh, our text thread. <laughs> I just closed it. They they explain the rules and I'm just like, but how does these rules like contradict one another? Yeah. Okay. So the rules are: it's no DQ. Falls <laughs> falls don't count. <laughs> There's a thirty but, second. But no. falls count everywhere. Yeah, but the falls count everywhere after the rest. But it continues until one man can't get to his feet before the ten count. Was this explained correctly? I had to even look it up to see if it was being explained correctly. Oh, it was. I'm 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 looking at the uh, the graphic that was on the show. No DQs. Falls don't count, but falls any place in the building. Essentially, what they should have said, <laughs> what they should have said, is that falls was that a fall only counts. After the per, after the opponent or the person that got pinned was down after ten, yeah, maybe that's essentially what it is. Uh, Texas, make it make sense, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where they got this match from. Very, very weird the way they even performed it. However, my first thing in my notes was, "What's spooky about this?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there. They. This is. This is by like it is far from a death match. Yeah, well they bleed a lot. That's it. Yeah, it's they, a hardcore match at best. They they bleed they, they bleed a lot and they, they it looks really like the, like they're hurting uh or they're 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 cutting themselves and, and hurting a lot during this. It looked like it hurt it, so to speak. <laughs> um that's so much carnage in this match in literal like Vader punching fully in his face straight up shoot style. Yes. Uh I have uh Jack bleeding out of his eye looks like his cheek and Invader bleeding from his head after they fall through the stage which is like the first big spot there. Um mm-hmm. I have in my notes the rules of this match are fucking stupid. <laughs> How about that? That 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 was definitely the uh in my notes <laughs> I have I'm a fat piece of shit. <laughs> An uh, infamous Vader quote. One of my favorites. This makes no sense. 
Um, so Jack received the first fall after clotheslining Vader, uh, but he was able to get up before the 10 counts. <laughs> Uh, I was like, okay, so what's going on here? So, like, after more violence happens, the second fall went to Cactus Jack after he jumped off the ramp. He hit the cactus elbow on him onto the floor, but mm-hmm. Vader got up again. So, at this point, I'm like, so falls are counting or what? I had to you go look at the rules at this point. I had to look at the rules because they were actually doing the match correctly, but the way they explained it was wrong. Falls do yeah. count. But they only count after you've been down for ten seconds. It's like a knockout match. Okay, okay, okay. It's, a, it's like a it's a, kind of like a reverse uh, last man standing, if you will, kind of in a way. Yeah. So the third fall went to Vader after a moonsault, which is a cool spot. Yeah, real cool. And the fourth went to Vader again after a DDT on a chair. But they foreshadow this early because for some strange reason it goes off while they're in the crowd. Harley <laughs> <laughs> Race has a taser. <laughs> I he he has a taser. He's like let it off, and then like the camera is like zooming into his pocket where the taser is, and he's just like get away, get away. So uh, so as Jack is trying to get to his feet to meet the ten count, Harley Race hit him with a stun gun. And he stayed down for the 10. Not really a fuck finish, but still a silly finish nonetheless. That doesn't really do much for either guy. I would have just <laughs> rather... Uh, like, what are we to think that if, if Harley Race didn't have that taser, would the match just keep going all night? Vader looked mad weak. <laughs> <laughs> With that finish, right? Like, you just look like... Yeah. Like, you, can't, you can't take him down regularly? Like, what? what? Um, all, uh, no Vader bomb? No Vader bomb. No, no need. I mean, it was it was enough that we had the moonsault and we had all of that violence and all of those like weapon shots to the head. By the way, um, <laughs> I thought it was a really strong match. I thought it was a really good main event. I, I gave it like three and the three, three and three fourths, uh, nearly four. I had a lot of fun watching it. At least it, I was up for it, and um, you know, I, I think that after giving us two really slow and plotting matches in a row before that, a nineteen minute Ric Flair match being one of those, um, I thought this was definitely a exciting match to watch uh i'm a big fan uh i do like death matches but this ain't for me uh i'll probably <laughs> wow. give it I, i'll probably i'll probably give it two whoop there it is <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um yeah I, again this show oh man i don't know um i can't recommend it other than <laughs> i'll say that much i'll recommend the main event and I will recommend the Orndorff uh, Steamboat match, and I'll recommend the uh, British Bulldog Steven Regal match, and the rest you can just toss. Um, if you listen to this episode and you go, man, they over-exaggerating, <laughs> go watch it yourself. Uh, I would recommend... Uh, I would recommend... Uh, you know, the Steve, the Lord, uh, the Steven Regal and British Bulldog match for sure, and uh, Paul Londoff, uh, Ricky, uh, Ricky Steamboat. Yeah, uh, those all strong matches, all really strong yeah. matches. Uh, just not a, weird, weird finishes. As far as spooky show, I give it a zero out of five. There was nothing spooky about this show. Not, not terrifying at all. I did think the only like cool thing that it's Halloween ish is Rick, uh, uh, Steamboat's. Uh, entrance, yeah, where you come out with the torch and uh, your dragon wings. I thought that was cool, but I ain't scared here, yeah. We ain't scared over here, bro. Uh, <laughs> once again, uh, thank you guys for listening to Spot Callers. Uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been a while since we came back together. <laughs> this yeah, is no, no, I, I think, I think as the holidays hit, I'll, I'll be a lot less uh. Mm-hmm. Busy, obviously. October is always a hard month for me, but I'm back. I'm back on the show. We're back. We're good. <laughs> we're good. Yeah, we did. Uh, next month, we will. What are we? Are we gonna do this show next month? Uh, we probably would have to do it early because you know we have families. <laughs> uh, I don't have. I don't have family where I live, so I can. I can record anytime. I'm. That's actually slow. <laughs> I have nothing. Um, I have nothing. <laughs> We, we we could probably do it fairly early. I would just have to get the shows first. No, I mean, are we going to do the ROH show? Because it will be the third one. Oh. Uh, no, we could probably switch it out for the IWA. All right, cool. So next month, 
we will be doing IWA Mid-South, Something to Prove from 2005, featuring Samoa Joe versus Necro Butcher. So another one of Cyrus's favorite types of matches where people harm and maim themselves violently. Great. Nice. Awesome. Uh, and then, oh, and, and then we have to watch uh, WCW uh, for December. Oh no, we gotta watch. It. We gotta watch uh, this December to dismember in in December. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What was the WCW show we were gonna watch in December? No, uh, my fault. I, I got the companies mixed up. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. So yeah, and then, and then in December we're gonna watch WWE CWs. How about that? <laughs> December, December to dismember two thousand and six. Um, so as we wind down the final the final year of Spot Callers, it's our, it's our anniversary in yeah. December. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm proud and glad to be back. And as always, <laughs> check us out at RNC Radio Live. Uh, subscribe to us at A Show RNC on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you guys listen to podcasts. Of course, we have excellent shows every single week, like this one you're listening to right now, as well as the A Show, we should be releasing on this day as well, and uh, the War Report, which comes out every week, every Friday, correct? Yeah, every Friday. Every Friday on our network featuring Cyrus and MJ. Of course, the A show is myself and Meals, and Spot Callers is myself and Cyrus. So, once again, thank you guys for uh, thugging it through this show. Have a very safe and uh, pleasant Halloween, and we'll see you guys next month in November.